Hey folks, we've got a great new podcast to share with you and it comes courtesy of the footballing and TV legend, Ian Wright. It's called Everyday People. Everyday people are overcoming incredible odds to navigate life's ups and downs. This is Ian at his most touching and open, holding space for guests to share incredible stories of personal transformation. From the military father who walked 700 miles barefoot from Land's End to Edinburgh to raise money for his daughter's medical research, to the woman who founded a community kitchen to support Grenfell Tower survivors. And we have a little taster for you here. I'll let Ian do his thing. Chris Brannigan and his seven-year-old daughter, Hasty, are on their way to the doctors. We drove there in the car and we're chatting, you know, and having fun. It's a quick pit stop before the big family camping trip he's been planning for months. And I got there expecting to be sort of asked, you know, how's things going, any updates, how's Hasty speaking? A routine checkup, like the ones they had every year. But instead I walked in and sat down and she said, we can confirm to you now that Hasty has CDLS. A life-threatening genetic illness with no treatment or cure. To be caught by surprise on a Thursday morning and told that your daughter has this really rare genetic condition, which means that it's life-shortening, that it's life-limiting. You know, the ground opened up underneath me and just swallowed me. Chris is now faced with an incurable disease that robs children of their independence before they hit puberty. And a choice. Does he fight to reimagine his daughter's future or accept her decline as inevitable? I'm Ian Wright, and this is Everyday People. Before we start this first episode, I want to explain why I'm doing this podcast. When I was a kid, I had a difficult childhood, a difficult time at school, I wasn't happy, but then I met someone who changed my life. His name was Mr Pigden. He was an extraordinary man working in an ordinary school in South London. And for some reason, Mr Pigden took me under his wing. He taught me about football and passing and how to score beautiful goals. I wouldn't have become a footballer if it wasn't for Mr Pigden. wouldn't have made history at Arsenal and I definitely wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. Mr Pigden was so important to me, but when I was in my 20s, we lost touch. I was busy playing football, becoming a father, and Mr Pigden kind of drifted out of my life. I even heard that he'd passed away. But then a few years ago, I was filming a TV documentary about my life and my career. And I was standing there at Highbury when suddenly from behind me comes this man. To be honest, I thought I'd seen a ghost. It was Mr Pigden. Hello, Ian. Long time no see. Mr. Pigden, <laughs> you're alive. I'm alive, he says. How are you doing? I can't believe it. Someone said you was dead. I was so happy to see him again after all these years, to thank this ordinary man for the extraordinary things he did for me. I couldn't stop crying. I don't know what to say. God, I can't believe it. And that's why I want to do this show. Because everyone out there knows a Mr Pigden. A person quietly doing amazing things. That person making things that little bit better 
for the people around them. Everyday people doing extraordinary things. And the first person I'm meeting on my journey is Major Chris Brannigan. British Army Major Chris Brannigan walked 700 miles from Land's End to Edinburgh in his daughter's name. Sounds easy. People do it all the time. But this wasn't any ordinary walk. To try and raise money to save his daughter's life, Chris decided to do this walk barefoot, carrying 25 kilos on his back. To understand the choice Chris made, we need to start in 2011. Chris is preparing for two things. The details of his assignment in Afghanistan and the birth of his daughter, Hasti. The scans were fine. Right. You know, she looked like she was going to be a healthy birth weight. Everything was fully formed. And then when she was born from literally like the first minute we could tell, she just looks a bit different. She didn't mean? look well. So Hasty was small. Mm-hmm. She wasn't as big as we thought she was going to be. Both our other two boys were born like sort of four and a half kilos, you know, giant lumps of uh, boys, you know. And, and you say during the pregnancy there was no, they never... Nothing. You know, all the scans looked normal. There was no indication anything was going to be abnormal. But Hasty was small and her skin was quite pale and she was quite jittery. She moved a lot, you know. It looks like she was shaking. And within... You know, I think the first 24 or 36 hours, she had a really severe seizure. She was just bent backwards in like this rictus of pain, you know, in this silent scream. And we had to call an ambulance and she went in into the hospital. And then it all progressed from there. Chris and his wife, Inga May, were living every parent's worst nightmare. Sleepless nights, hospital appointments, puzzled doctors. Hasty refused to eat or hold down food. It went on like this for a year. In the middle of it all, Chris was deployed to Afghanistan, leaving his wife to nurse Hasty and raise two boys under the age of five. Then, that summer, as Chris was preparing for a new mission in the Helmand province, he got an urgent call from home. Ten-month-old Hasty was in a bad way. When I was out there at some point, my wife felt she's dehydrated, you know, and she took her to the GP and the GP said, no, she's fine, you know, and they sort of pressed the skin and said, no, she's okay. She went back three times in the same day and said, I'm really, really worried. And they said, no, you know, you're being, you're being a bit paranoid. Don't worry, just go home. And my wife sat awake with her all night. And the next morning she called an ambulance because Hasty's lips started to turn blue. She lost the color from her face. And she was blue lighted in the hospital and the doctors when she got there said, why on earth did you wait this long to take her in? And my wife just collapsed on the floor. She was broke with worry, you know, and lack of sleep after months and months of this going on. Thank you for listening. Told you it would be up your street. For more stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, listen and subscribe to Ian Wright's Everyday People. Available on all good podcast platforms, wherever you're listening to this, basically.